Hello everybody and welcome to the Premier League Nightclub Podcast. My name is Damon and with me of course I have El Woodra. This podcast of course is brought to you by Arrowsport, the number one kit maker in the business, arrowsport.com.au. By the way Woody, we're getting some new kits from Arrowsport just for you and me in recent... We are. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. We haven't even mentioned that. Has Adrian said anything about where they're coming, when they're coming? Uh, I think he said, oh, he would have said about six weeks, maybe two weeks ago, so about a month away. How good. Sick. Yeah, we, we'll have to pop them up on the socials, um, like the graphic design of it. Should we let everyone know what they're modelled after? No. Okay. No, I don't, Surprise. Surprise it. Surprise right. it, yeah. I well, mean, I wouldn't say it's outrageous, but nah, it's No, I'd say one of the more underrated kits. 100%. 100%. Yeah, something that we like. Yeah. So how have you been, Woody? Maybe good. I've been, uh, been busy, that's for sure. But enjoying... Damo, we're actually recording outside today. So I feel like this is going to be one of the more relaxed but enjoyable podcast that we've done. Yeah. Like you just said, not in front of the camera for the first time in, in a while. Mm, I think it's, we need to make a public service announcement or public service apology. Yeah. Uh, firstly, of course, last time was just you and me, the YouTube video never came out mm-hmm. and we've made an executive decision since then to, to say that only um, special guest episodes will make it onto yeah. YouTube. So for sure. Uh, yeah, for those people that like watching us on YouTube, you'll only be able to do that every second episode. But, of course, you'll be able to listen to the special guests and just us all the time. We'll always be on. Oost. But also one other apology in that was that the sound quality last episode with uh, Errol and Barry, which is a superstar interview, by the way. Go check it out. <laughs> if you, um, you know, it, Woody, it was a good interview, but you, you have to say the, the acoustics in the room. We, we yeah, it was, com- so- it was compromised. Yeah, a little bit. So if you... Try your best to, you know, mm. look past that bit and, and know that 99% of the time the nightclub delivers I think, top quality content. I think our biggest issue with that episode was actually putting too much pressure on ourselves to look good for the boys. Yeah, 100%. So we tried to go for element. the best lighting. I rocked up like two minutes before we were meant to record because I had to do my hair and stuff. I won't lie. We were sort of in a shambles. We were. We, we were, were pretty flustered. Came out well, though, in terms of like the actual content. But yeah, the sound was a bit iffy at times. Mate, the so. reception was good as well. It was. I was very happy with the reception. It was. Um, key things to come out of the interview demo. Sydney got cancelled. Our trip to Sydney that we had planned again. Yes, that's been true. been cancelled again. That's true, yeah. We were... We are going to see Barry live play... A couple uh, of weeks. Yep. yep. Plays football league debut. I watched Errol on the weekend. As did I. Yeah, okay. Injected. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got the job done over, over my tigs. But yeah, but he played very well and so did the Sydney Swans, yep. by the way. But you know, that's not what we're on, that's not what we're about on this show. So we'll move nah. on rather quickly. But yeah, thanks so much for Errol and Barry to come yeah. on again. It was, late. it was it was really good. So go check it out if you haven't on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Woody, I feel like there's a few other things we do need to touch on uh, mm-hmm. before we get stuck into some, some of the stuff. And that's one that a new segment's coming today, which is exciting. It's been actually inspired by one of the listeners. Yep. Uh, but also a little bit of the FPL community, which you know I'm heavily involved in at the moment. And also... <laughs> and also... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and also uh, a segment that sort of debuted last time when it was just you and me is making another comeback due to positive, positive feedback on it. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We've got some new, new sound effects as well, which I'm very yep. excited to show off. Yep. I, I, I just wanted to talk briefly about a night out that we had a couple weeks. Uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Last weekend. It was a Friday night. 
We yep. all watched the football together. Yep. The AFL. Yep. Then we went out. We did. And it was an eventful night. It was good. It was, in fact, it was elite. Um, but I just want to know where you're going with it. I want to. I, this is going to lead into my drunk talk. But we saw some major, major um, personalities. Not personalities, but probably celebrities, actually. From a Melbourne perspective. From a Melbourne perspective. From where yeah. we live, certainly. Yeah, because yeah. Melbourne's obviously, you know, the AFL hub of the world. Yep. Yep. And um, well, we have six Victorian teams. Five. Ten. Ten, ten if you include Geelong, but anyway, go on. Victorian. Ten team. Victorian. Oh, shit. shit. Yeah. There you go. I'm out of it. <laughs> anyway, go on. Maybe with it. Yeah, all right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the ten Victorian teams. So there's always people out and about. Yep. Right. We ran into two huge names. Massive. Massive. <laughs> Bailey Smith, aka uh, Baz Lenka. Baz Lenka. And Todd Elton. Mm-hmm. And he's a massive unit. I was going to say. Yeah. He's probably the bigger name that we ran into, Todd Elton. Absolutely. He, and yeah. it's safe to say he was. He was actually a really nice guy. Legend. Like, and I feel like maybe this is where your drunk talk's going, so I don't want to like yeah. delve too deep into it. Not that I know what it is. I genuinely no. don't know what you're going to ask me soon. But, but I, I want to I ask, this, is not, this, this has nothing to do with my drunk talk, but yeah. when we talk to these big units, do you feel because we have a podcast, we almost have a platform to say, All right, we sort of know the fame that where you're coming from Mate, it's and like, we, don't want to talk, we don't want to be talked to by people that aren't on our level of the ladder. You know when you go to like, if you're in business or something, yeah, yeah uh, or if, it's, you could sort of relate this to any profession, but let's just say like real estate or something like that and you go to these events on a Friday, Saturday night mm. and they're not necessarily say a, a business meeting or yeah. or anything, but everybody knows when they walk into that room, everybody's networking, everybody's working. Mm. They're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like as soon as we started talking to Todd, and maybe this is like a bad thing, but I feel like it's something we need to talk about. That as soon as I started talking to Todd, I was thinking, all right, who does he know in the AFL area that we could ask him to get to help us get on the podcast? That's you know what I mean? Like I'm networking, trying to figure yeah. out how this conversation is going to benefit the podcast. Yeah. Is that a bad or good thing? No, your podcast senses are tingling. Yeah, and I think, I think for, like the the way we've gotten to our stature is that has to happen on so a daily basis. We have to be ruthless. We have to be ruthless, but we have to be people, people. Exactly, yeah. Pe- yeah. People, persons. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be able to hold a conversation, delve into a relationship, and then mm. reap the benefits of the relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Two a key skill. Straight. It's a key, key skill. skill. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is it time for Drunk Talk? Yeah, I reckon we get stuck straight into a nice, quick, sharp intro that, may I say, one of our better ones, to be honest oh, with you. Like, mate, good. it was pretty slick. It was good. It's pretty slick. Anyway, let's get stuck straight into some Drunk Talk. That's just drunk talk. Sweet, beautiful drunk talk. Bang. Sweet, sweet drunk talk, Woody. It's something that I've... Love it. I actually like genuinely think about this during the week about what I'm going to come up with on the pod because you don't want it to be rubbish. And I feel like... Do you want me to go first? Do you want me to pose you the question? Yeah, Yeah, hit me. So basically, it's no secret uh, for the last, say, six weeks, I've been on a bit of a health kick. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to to mention it. I didn't think you were going to say it on the podcast. No, I I didn't want to mention it, but I'm proud of it, and there's nothing nothing wrong with that. So basically, yeah, I've um, I've gotten into some decent shape, which is, you know, compared to what I was, say, two months ago. Definitely definitely an upgrade. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I hope so, considering all the hard work I've put in. If you're on Rocket League, you're upgrading your wheels, (laughs) maybe your chassis. Heavy chassis upgrade, that's for sure. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, it sort of got me thinking like, because this, my weight gain, if you want to call it that sort of kicked off when we all went into lockdown, obviously yep. we weren't playing futsal, the gym was closed, etc. Mm. 
And so it was sort of like an instant cutoff to all the other than maybe running in the street. Yeah. Instant cutoff. So I was like, that's sort of like a professional athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember um, Wisney Schneider from Inter Milan. Yeah, the Galatas right yeah, Inter yeah. Milan. Have you, did you see him now? He's huge. He's massive. Yeah. He's a chub. So what I was going to ask you is my, He's drunk, a chub chub. my drunk talk is out of all the current Premier League crop, mm-hmm. who's the most likely to stack it on once they retire? Uh, and you've got to give a reason. I think you've got to look at the players that really don't do much in-game. We talk, well, what about like off-field, though? Because I was going to nah, say... No, like, see, I reckon like if you look at someone that is a weapon off-field, right? That is a weapon off-field, right? Mm. That is renowned for nightlife, whatever. Yeah. They're going to want to keep their body in shape because otherwise their, their social currency is gone. You know what I mean? Like That's you can't true. be a fat footballer pulling you in a club. You can't cash it in later in life. You don't, you don't, you're not mm. selling yourself as a footballer. So you have to be super fit in order to pull when you're out. Yeah, well, before you... Do you know what I mean? Before you answer... I was thinking, like... Obviously, I'm thinking of answers myself when I'm coming yeah. up with a question to make sure there are options. But I, straight away, I was like, you know, like, on-field, who's lazy, blah, blah, blah. And I know, like, there's a generic of Paul Pogba being, you know, jog bar. But then I realised he doesn't drink or anything... Out, yeah, because he's Muslim. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't drink yeah. or anything like that. And and so I was like, no, nah, he's definitely not going to have definitely a... Definitely not. Blood. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, go on. And you've got to rule out, like, some base genetics, like Adamo Chorore. Yeah, like, that's, he's clearly not going to suck it on. Like, yeah, no, he and even if he does, he'll still sort of like look like a beast anyway. Does yeah, it yeah, sort yeah. of make sense. Yeah. There's so much muscle to work with there that he'd have to really get it wrong for a long period of time. Well, claiming he's never been in the gym before, I, like personally, I think he could still not go to the gym and maybe go for a walk and he'd still pull on a muscle. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, what's your answer, Woodrow? Is it a tough one? See, I'd actually go for someone like a Wayne Rooney because. Like, he's a family man, not a big partier. And I'm just trying to think of... That's true. A bit of a dad bod. A bit of a dad bod, exactly. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of other people, maybe, that, like, were in the same shoes in the current crop of Premier League stars. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can be a big English thing, but I'm trying to think of the dads in the English squad, and there aren't... Uh, maybe, a, maybe a Leighton Baines. I could see Leighton Baines in the blowout. Is he still playing? No, he's retired. Retired last year. Okay. But I could see Leighton Baines on the blo- Leighton Baines on the blowout. Maybe a Joe Hart. Yeah, Joe I Hart. I could see a Joe Hart. You had to be a chunk about him. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm always not big on picking keepers because, like, if they were going to be big, I mean, not that keepers don't train hard, but it's not, about, they're not running 10K. What about Schmeichel? He's another one. His dad certainly blew out, didn't His he? His dad blew out. And so I'm not saying Schmeichel's a... Like, he's not a thin guy. and I'm definitely not body shaming him. When, yeah, he, when no body shame. No, no, no. Yeah, but, just he, but I'm just saying he plays with weight. Mm. Like he throws his weight around. And yeah. there are sometimes where I look at him like, you know, you're a professional athlete, but you look like, you know, look, sort of look yeah. like a freight train. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do say that. You also got to be careful though, because I've seen Rio Ferdinand and his work at the moment. Like yeah. out, he's out, a fucking weapon. He's a, he's a beast. He's a beast. And he's a family man. He's a washboard. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying people that probably would enjoy like, I mean, Ferdy's always been a fit unit. Oh, he's been a fitness freak sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's like saying, like, you know, Lampard will blow, or Gerard will blow out. It's not going to happen. They're just yeah. too professional. Probably that element of class as well that they want to maintain, a bit like Arteta. Yeah, and that's why I think you'd have, probably have to go for someone that's, like, a level below, you know, a top 10 in the league. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Maybe sure. a top 50 player. Yeah. I feel like they're the ones that are most prominent because in the, everyone below the top 50 are probably going to go out and play 
a lower lower level of football for a longer period of time rather than cashing in on their careers. Yeah, say go media or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah. I feel like there's some good, good answers there. You'll t- you take it away, Woody. Mate, that's a good question. I actually like that. Thanks. A bit of personal element. Nice. Yeah. Go on. All right, actually, I was... This is a self... This, this is a bit more of a self-conscious question mm-hmm. and it probably falls, you know, in line with what I was saying before about meeting stars out. Yeah. Right, and we... We were lucky enough to have a convo with the big, big Toddy Elton, huge man, mm-hmm. um, towers over me. Um, however, the whole time, like I understand that you know he knew our podcast and whatever, and <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, he, like <laughs> you know, he, like you sort of see us on the night out. We dominate a table, and you know they think, oh, okay, fuck these guys are professional podcasters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, the whole time, in my insecurities inside, I was like, fuck, do not make yourself look like a fool in front of this guy. Yeah, because you know he's been there, done that. Been on Love Island, huge personal, like huge celebrity, like renowned overseas as well because it's airing overseas, Love Island. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, what happens if I did embarrass myself? Like would my three mates in the conversation turn at me and bag me? Would Todd turn around and bag me? Would, would, an, would, would I look like an absolute fool that he would just have to walk away? And this is my drunk talk question. If you were to embarrass yourself in front of one Premier League star... Who would it be? Because it's almost something that you can't come back from. Like you just yeah. get... Yeah, I mean, are we talking like real bad? Like, like to real, the point like where like... Like fall down the stairs sort of business. Yeah, okay. Um, or like spill, like spill a vodka raspberry on your white shirt. Like... Hmm. See, that's interesting because you want it to be someone who's not going to judge you for it. Yeah. But you also want some... And sometimes say the most judgmental people can be the most quiet sometimes exactly. yep. i'm not saying this is generically how it is so you wouldn't so yeah there's like two ways you look at it. you don't want someone who's going to be quiet because then you'll feel judged but you also don't want someone loud because then they might bag you exactly so it's an issue like it's an you got to find a line you definitely have to find but somewhere then, in between but then you gotta ask yourself like like you, you you know me like i'm probably prone to embarrassing myself in some sort of way whether that is pre- predominantly vocal i'll just well, if get you're stuck with my words like, i'm imagining say if it was me or you it whatever we do really bad because if it was just a minor thing like no one really cares i'm, yeah. I'm talking like start dancing the millie rock or something in a club and they're next to us yeah or say something like incredibly out of place that like yeah you know what i mean like something that you Crosses can't political come back social yeah. boundaries yeah something yeah. you can't come back from so what I'm feeling is like, like get into a conversation who's better Shakira or Juliet Bell something like that okay well <laughs> well there you go that's exactly what's just happened here on the pod okay <laughs> <laughs> go on jeez uh, it's, it's a good one Woody because I oh jeez firstly I'll say the, the worst person I reckon it could be in front of wait so you're saying who would be the best person who would be the best person that you uh, would want to embarrass right. yourself in front of Someone I really wouldn't want it to be is like Deli Alley or something. I feel like he would yeah. be unbearable. Low-key dickhead areas, like yeah. massive dickhead areas. Yeah, so, all right, we'll put that on the table. But then the best, the best I feel like it's probably... See, Jesse Lingard keeps coming into my head, but he's going to be loud as well. But I think he's like got that shameless element to yeah, what he yeah, does. Yeah. So I feel like he'd get around, say, most things. But like, again, it sort of depends what you've done. Uh, oh, jeez. It's a hard one. I couldn't think of someone myself, and that's why I wanted to pose the question. Yeah, geez, that, that is tough. Because when we came across Todd, we were halfway to Hammond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 
Oh, you know who I reckon I wouldn't mind? Yeah. Jimmy Madison. I reckon yes. he wouldn't he wouldn't mind. I reckon, actually no, that's a good shout. Matty Jarvis, who we had on the pod, is actually good match with him because he yeah. played with him at um, Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. And he always said Jimmy Madison would always buy you out, buy you a drink, no matter where you are. Yeah, he seems like a ripper of a guy. So yeah, I, I feel like Jimmy I've, Madison's if a If you shout. embarrass yourself, if you embarrass yourself in front of him, he'll make you feel bo- better. He's probably borderline going to take you into his booth and shout you drinks the whole yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, I'm happy with my answer. Jimmy Madison? Jimmy Madison. I like that. I, that's, actually, that's actually a really good one. Done. I like that. Good, good answer. Oi, did someone say winners and losers? Sure did, mate. Alrighty, Woody. So, winners and winners and losers. It's something we probably. It's a tough segment to make interesting. Would you it agree? Is. Be, it is. But it's it hard. is. It is a good way to touch on say who's doing well in the Premier League. But yeah, goodness me, it is difficult at the moment. Like, Stiff coming off the international break. Mate, hasn't been a heap of football, mate. And I tell you what, the football that we've seen feels like feels like we forget the Premier League seasons on after the international break. Two weeks off. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, there's nothing you, you lose momentum in the season 100% especially when the title's decided again this is the second season we've done the pod and it's been over by Grim. February yeah and then we've got we get out of the losers you know suddenly the relegation battle it's becoming a lot more tight and, and say so no one's breaking away from the pack but mm. also no one's dying out from the pack other than you know West Brom although he had a great win on the weekend maybe we had against Chelsea Immense. Pariah oh, but, I'm, but I'm here 100% but I'm not going to sit here and, and put Sheffield United as my loser because you know that, that's not the content we deliver on the I night I mean club. it's hard because they only play teams above them for the rest of the season I feel like you've used that joke before which we'll say <laughs> I we'll, definitely we'll, have. We'll, move, we'll move on <laughs> alright so I'm going to kick us off with my winner and yeah. my winner is actually Man United and the reason I've said this surprise, yeah, surprise no spare me mate I haven't done it that much this year <laughs> There's actually been a lot of talk around Man United's drop in form, uh, especially when they com- when they were in a position to compete for the league. They dropped some key points. Fair yeah. enough, a uh, couple of bad bad draws against say your West Broms and, and Everton and whatnot. But but to be fair, they're actually the only team in the league to not have an L against their name in their last five games. Big. Their last loss came against Sheffield United, Jan twenty eight. This is in the league, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they just continue to grind out points, say, against your, you know, your Brightons last week and, um, and a few others. West Ham. Yeah, your West Ham West Ham's well. tough, tough fixture. As well. So suddenly they sit like about 10 points inside the top four with only eight games to go. You would think uh, they're almost good to go. They do play Liverpool and Tottenham and a few others. But generally speaking, they seem to be locked mm. in. And I think this then for the first time gives... Solskjaer a chance to really attack a semi-final or a quarter-final of the Europa League without having to play Bruno Fernandes, Luke Shaw, uh, Marcus Rashford, Harry Maguire in the league every week. So you can give them a week off in preparation or 45 minutes at least rather than 90 minutes. So I think, yeah, United have really set themselves up for the first time not chasing top four, which could, you know, aid in that um, quest for Solskjaer's first trophy. Look, second in the Europa League for United wouldn't be a terrible result. Probably not what they wanted couple of months ago it looked like it could be a bit better but i think champions league qualification certified and i think locking down the second place will probably allow them to bring in a big name yeah especially if they can finish say within 10 points of city um that'd be yeah it's 14 at the moment with the game then city have a game in hand so yeah it'll be i think united have the game in hand Oh, sorry, you know, I'd have to get, yeah. yeah, City played the extra game, they played 31. So, yeah, it, it'll be tight, and it also depends how, how seriously 
City take the Premier League after after they win it, which is what we're going to discuss a little bit later on in a new segment. Yeah. Anyway, Woody, who's your yeah. winner? Alrighty, um, my winner. This is a this is a bit of Woodman special. I've gone for a player instead of a team. Classic. Jesse Lingard. J Lings. J Lings. Put <laughs> I put a bit of put a bit of gasolina on this situation because I'm I'm hyping him up. I'm gonna I'm gonna set a fire to his name. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give him a bit of a pump up. He's seen us in the club. He's seen our TikTok. He's just gone bang. Premier League nightclub boys, they love me. Inject it. <laughs> <laughs> so the resurgence of Jaylings Demo has been it's phenomenal. Fucked. It's been it's phenomenal. Fucked. Six goals, four assists in the Prem since the start of his loan at the Hammers when he switched over in January. Right in this time, West Ham have won five, drawn two, lost two. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hesse has started every game except for the game he didn't play, and that's against Man United, the host club, yep. sorry, his uh, parent club, when West Ham went to lose 1 0. Therefore, in eight games that the Jaylings has played, right, and keeping in mind he's walked into this starting exile, yeah, yeah, walked in, they've picked up 17 out of 24 possible points, that's and they've moved from sixth to fourth on the table, game ahead of to- game three points ahead of Tottenham. What a couple of months it's been for Jaylings, and he's back in the England squad, and he's gonna fuck tonight, hundred percent. It's been a big few weeks, big few months for Jaylings. Huge. He's back, mate. It's he was a write-off as I, well, I know. and I actually can't wait for West Ham versus Leicester this weekend because I guarantee, if we're out, which we will be, we'll be watching it on our phones. It'll be a lit. I'm keen. What, we'll be doing the, the backstreet moys in the back of a club. <laughs> Yet right. again. When Jailing scores and says hefty mate Schmeichel on his way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, the body shaming begins at the nightclub. All right. To, to be honest, I, I'm not done yet. Oh, give, me, give us Jesus, a spell. Gee whiz, mate. I think uh, this is a bit of a hindsight sort of helicopter view as well in the league, right? Yeah. Chelsea, Leicester, Tottenham, West Ham and Liverpool, almost forgot they're still in it, are in the hunt for three places. Yeah. All right. Three, four, are you five. You're going to count Villa there as well? Well, you could count Villa, but I, think, I still think they're a couple of points behind Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And you could almost put Everton in there as well, but, you know, oh, actually, yeah, you could put Everton and Villa in there, but realistically, there's eight games to go. My question is, do you think Jaylen should push for a move back to United or be happy with a permanent move at the Hammers? I think it'd be best for all parties if he stays the Hammer. I, really? I do. I think the reality is that... You can't seem... Doing the Piper at the Stratford end again against Arsenal? I'm just not. I'm just not sure it's going to happen. This, you know, he's he's playing his best football at West Ham. Mm. He seems incredibly happy. He's a locked on starter. West Ham are a decent team. You know, he's he's 28 now. It's yeah. not like it's not like he's 22. So yeah. I I he's think still up and coming. It's not like we're gonna. It's joke. not like we're gonna. <laughs> such a cheap joke. It? It's not like we're gonna sit here and say, "Geez, Jaylings could cause some damage for United in years to come." He's only got three, three, four years Probably left. Probably in the Prem left. Yeah, yeah. So why not just cash in now and play as many games as you can for West? So if I was starting up a team in the MLS or something, oh, you'd go chase. Bex, him. you'd go Jaylings. The mm. shirt sales would be monumental, like crazy. Hundred percent. Nuts. May I speak now, Woodrow, about my loser? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll move on to the losers. Yeah. All right, All right. go for it, mate. My loser is... May I speak now. Actually... <laughs> Put a bit of on it. Silenced him. Aston Villa. So, there are a few ways to look at Villa. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I actually initially had them as my winner, believe it or not. But then I had a closer look. And I get that there's still every chance to qualify for Europe. 
Either, but they need a bit of luck, but they can still do it. But mm. in their last six games, they've won two, drawn two, and lost three. That's ass. Not in great form, and it's all got to do with no Jack Grealish. Last six, you reckon? Yeah, no Jack Grealish. There's seven games there, bud. Last seven, my apologies. <laughs> last seven, no Jack Grealish. Quick maths. Now, you can, take, you can take Kane out of Spurs, you can take Fernandez out of United, you can take Salah out of Liverpool. Every team is going to win less games than that ha- when that happens. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But is this a sneak peek into life after Jack Grealish for Villa? Probably. Uh, he's a Villa man. He might even stay for another season. I don't know. But is he going to be there for years to come? No. He will leave eventually. Mm. There's no doubt about that. So, you sit here and go, well, Damon, hang on. Villa have only lost like 50% of their games or whatever it is without... I know it's not 50%, Woody. Don't give me that look. Whatever it is. Like 40% or something. Mate, you are the human computer here at the nightclub, so... Anyway, all I'm saying is that if you look at the teams that have actually played, they've mm. lost to Sheffield United, drawn to Newcastle, drew to Wolves, which was incredibly lucky. I just think, you know, it's not like they were playing powerhouse teams and they still were only averaging two wins out of seven so far. So it just puts a little bit of perspective in that next season, if Jack Grealish were to leave... You probably need to make some signings and some good ones at that because they've had how a great reckon, year. How much do you reckon they get for him, though? $60 million. Is that it? $70 million They maybe? reckon they're, they're asking for like 80 Considering he's 26. He's 26. Oh, he be turning 27 this it just, year. Obviously, it depends if Grealish wants to go or not. They've got Ollie Watt made as well. That's true, yeah. No, they've got some good players. They do. But yep. I think the no Jack Grealish has clearly made a difference considering what they were doing before he got injured. Yeah. See, all I'm saying is that they're a loser because life after Jack Grealish doesn't look fantastic at the moment. Yeah, okay. I see that. Right. I see that. Who's your loser? All right, my loser is uh, the Wolverinos. Um, and this is a bit, a bit of a hard one for me to have a look at. But then I, I looked at our old mate, International Break, and yep. uh, just just see the how they've sort of pillaged um, this Wolves team. Winless in their last five games before the international break demo, the Wolves have pretty much sunk it up in the new year. I think their biggest win came against Southampton. That was two one, mm-hmm. right? They would have they would have to go unbeaten now to match their points tally from last season, which was fifty nine. They're currently on thirty five, right? Considering they play three teams that sit above them in the top five in their run home. Right, I don't. I don't think it's possible for them to to even reach that. Let alone, I, I doubt they'll crack fifty points. I don't think they'll finish top ten. No way. Yeah. So, good old international break, like I just said, has has raped and pillaged Nuno's team again, um, because I'm pretty sure it happened last season as well. It made the international break. I'm telling you, is a bitch of a mother-in-law. It's just mm. comes back to buy you, poisons your food, whatever. Moutinho has come back from Portugal with a with an injury knock. Johnny Otto comes back from Spain duty with a freaking ACL, right? Willie Bolly contracted COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So, Samedo and Otto, the best two left-backs they have in their team, both both injured, right? And I guess they're, they're my loser because they're coming back with half a squad to play teams that are around them. Like, I could have included Burnley in there as a big fixture, but they're, they're one point below them on the table. But yeah. are Wolves better than Burnley on paper? Fuck yeah, they are. But Burnley's history against Wolves is insane. Have you is seen a, it? It's amazing. Burnley have won like the last five games. I know, and that's why I'm saying. Burnley may as well be a team above them. Yeah. And this is the thing. They're going to come back with half a squad. How are they going to even make top 10? Yeah, it's going to be And tough. what sort of rebound is that off finishing fifth last season? And rather than declaring Wolves my out-and-out loser because the jury's still out, I actually pose a question. What, ha, what, how, you know, what 
criteria would have defined Wolves' season as a success because we had them in our top top six yeah. at the start of the year. I think that they're um, when Jimenez went down with that big. He knew it was going to be a tough season. It was tough because they've brought in uh, Fabio Silva yep. and I think it's William Jose. Is that his name mm. as well? Yeah. Uh, and both of them haven't worked. Yeah. Have not worked. I know Fabio Silva is very young, so it's a bit harsh to make him the number one striker, which yeah. he had to be for a small period before they signed. Um, but the look other- at their run this season. Dendonka's missed a whole bunch of games. You know, like they've just, they've had, they've had a rough season. They have, they have. But I think... I don't know, a little bit of squad experimentation wouldn't have hurt Nuno at times. He definitely doesn't like changing it up too much. Um, but, yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, if Wolves are st- still in the Premier League, they go again. I'd work- yeah, I know, but they should have finished top 10. Yeah, probably, but is there a bit, that big but of then a difference? Do, like a question, really. though, another, this just popped in my head. Do you think last season, therefore, should be treated as an outlier, considering the squad they had, the, the, the little personnel they had, and the lack of injuries that they had? No, nah, because they did it two years in a row. Well, well, then do you think this is a reflection of a real season? No, I think I think it's just I think it's just a natural progression, and they might they'll probably finish tenth next season. I'm not fussed about Wolves. They're a good team, got a good manager. They'll move on. Jimenez Fair will enough. be back. They'll be fine. Relax, Woody. It's all right. Is that Pep Guardiola? Is that really him? No. <laughs> Damo, it's time. Let's do it. No, please, referees, they have to protect the players. The football is so nice, the game was so nice, so open. It was the nicest thing ever. Villarreal is fucking boring. Sometimes you want to kill him, and sometimes you say, wow, what a player we have. I prefer the sex. <laughs> yes, guys, we have got this new segment fresh off the idea train, the Pep Roulette. Pep Roulette. This, this could either backfire and be terrible, or it could be elite. <laughs> So let's give it our Damn, best Damo, I'm go. asking you, bring the same energy as you bring to Damo's dollars, and this is going to elevate this to like elite <laughs> status. Elite Absolutely. Status. Uh, so just quickly, I want to go through what actually Pep Roulette is for, for those who don't know. Yeah. Essentially, Pep Guardiola is somewhat famous for squad rotation. You can never pick his best 11. or well, you can pick his best 11, but you can't pick which 11 he's going to put out. Um, shout, out uh, shout out to Anna Woodbury on Twitter. She wrote up an article... Going, analyzing Pep's rotation system and, and it's quite a remarkable piece so I'll post that up on the socials at PL Nightclub on Twitter and go have go give a read go give at Anna underscore Woodbury a follow as well she's um she's kicking goals over there she did one on Arsenal as well so Arsenal fans if you want to have a look at your squad rotation go have a look uh, so basically what I'm going to say is just to give it a bit of context and why this is a segment and why this is a thing yep when Pep won the league with Barcelona in 2008-2009, he made an average of five changes to his starting lineup. These stats are fucked, by the way. They are. Pep has made 226 changes to his starting lineup at an average of five per game. He's only named the same 11 once, and that's across all competitions. Eight of those changes have been forced by injury or coronavirus, meaning 208 of the changes were proactive ones which is nuts. On average, a City player will start 2.37 games before a mission from the, from the team. However, if you take out Ruben Diaz and Edison, it drops, below, it drops to 2.01 because Diaz and Edison tend to play most games. Nice. This is the one that gets me, though. The average City player has played 50.01% of minutes this season, and no one has played more than 78%. 
that may, that that's not a fluke. Pep no. knows exactly what how many doing. minutes each player's played, and that fifty. He's probably annoyed that it's not fifty percent flat. That that point oh one percent is has is, crashed in by seconds. Yeah, and so he's probably going to have to change that in the next few weeks, which is where we come into play, Woodrow. It is, which is why we're going to at least for the, I reckon for the rest of the season, and we'll see how how it goes and and how yeah. people like it. We're gonna as a team, yeah, guess Pep Guardiola's starting XI for the first Man City game after each podcast. So love it. For example. This weekend, Manchester City versus Leeds. Big. So, Let's pick City's lineup. All right, first up, goalkeeper demo. Um, yeah. No market about. We'll have to go with Edison here. 100%. You can't, can't overthink this. Yeah, don't overthink, overthink it. This. We'll go Edison. Yeah. All right, this is where it gets interesting, though, the back four. Yeah. Because, obviously, John Stones' emergence this season has made picking the centre-back pairing quite difficult. Laporte back from injury a couple of months ago, so he's been in and out. Obviously, as mentioned, Ruben Diaz plays when fit. Yes. So, Diaz has only missed two games, two Premier League games this season, both of which, one was when he was injured and the other one, was, I believe, was when he was sick during the week and left out. But he's come off three massive games, probably three of Manchester City's biggest games of the season being, um, you know, Everton away, Leicester away, and then also... They've playing, got Champions League. Playing Dortmund in the Champions League. And then there's an FA Cup semi-final exactly. after that. So, so you'd much... In Pep's eyes, he'd much rather keep Diaz ready for the semi-cup final. Yeah. Do the quadruple. I think Diaz doesn't play. I think Diaz, Diaz gets play. rested. I, personally, I, I can't see Diaz starting more than 50% of the games in the league from the rest of the season. It's wrapped up. It's yeah, done. I was going to say five or six max. Yeah. Done. All right, so Diaz doesn't play, which means I think Laporte and Stones are the centre-back pairing. I, I think would back that. Yeah. I, I think a few people might question John Stones because he's tends to be the best in the best 11 for City and would you not save him for Dortmund but Stones missed the Premier League game last week against Leicester which makes me think as much as Pep loves a rotation he doesn't exactly go one in one out one in one out yeah it is very much it is very much a you know play a few games then you're out for a few games I think this mm. is just... I mean, we none of us really know what the hell's going to happen so yeah, he's, I think yeah. Laporte plays yep that's for sure yep whether Ake comes back and plays, I'm not sure. Is Ake fit? Again? He is fit. He, he is. is fit. Because he went. He. I don't think he played for Netherlands, but he went I'm for not sure. duty. Yeah, I. I think he is fit because he's been on the bench the last two games. Yeah. He could play, but considering he hasn't played for ages, would you bring him against? Bring him back against the high intensity leads? I. Mm, good question. I think. Look, Stones I think you plays. have to go for Laporte and Stones. I think Laporte. I think Ake could play. You you probably play Diaz and Ake, but that's probably not the tallest lineup. So actually, you know what? Oh, yeah. So you have to look at you have to consider the height as well. So I think Laporte's enough for height, and that's why he'll have Stones there as well. I'm gonna go Laporte and Stones. They actually sure, haven't played Laporte that much together. They haven't. They haven't. I was actually I looking th- through. I don't the, think they the, have played together to be honest. No, they definitely have. Not very often though. So all right, are we happy to lock in Laporte and Stones? Yep. All right. Sure. Done. Who yeah, are the fullbacks? We, we discussed this one off air. We somewhat disagree. Yeah, Cancelo has to play. I think he does because, again, he missed the, the Leicester game, which means he'll and, play three in a row. And you're going for Mendy I am at going left for back. And yeah. I'm actually going for Zinchenko. And the reason why I'm going for Zinchenko is because, one, I think Zinchenko's passing ability is probably better than Mendy's. And I think against a, a Leeds team, if you can slice and dice him on the counter, probably going to help. Right? And then the other reason I would go for um, 
Zinchenko as well isn't played in two games. Yeah, that's a factor. I think the fact Mendy scored in the Premier League, then got omitted for the Champions League, I think Mendy holds his spot just because he hasn't played that much this season compared to Zivchenko. Yeah. I'm happy to call that a 50-50 and whoever was right in the next pod were just bragging rights. Is that yep. fair enough? Sure. Done. Right. Midfield. Yep. Probably an unpopular opinion here for me, but I think Gundogan plays, mm-hmm. even though he's clearly probably their best player this season other than Diaz in terms of longevity because De Bruyne has been out for quite a bit. I think Gundogan plays. And we set him up to play two games in a row because he got left out of the Leicester. team against Leicester as well but to the point where Dortmund. yeah he didn't come on either. So I think he could probably play, but then he'll miss the next game. So yeah, he, he, will, he will play against Dortmund twice. And yep. play against Leeds, and then I think he'll get a rest again after that. Yep. So I'm going Gundogan. And that'll be a fixture in between their FA Cup tyres. Well. I think so, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Gundogan, I think Fernandinho plays. He probably hasn't played a lot of, lot of games. Rodri's been stacked in quite a few times. Mm. I do worry about the Leeds pace, but I think they'll play Fernandinho. No, anyway. I think I actually think this comes down to um, Pep probably playing a 4-3-3 rather than a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Um, because I think against teams that don't have, you know, that strong of midfields he actually usually plays a 4-3-3 so he played against Everton with a depleted Everton in a 4-3-3 however against Dortmund and against um, Leicester he played a 4-2-3-1 yep. so I think he'll deploy a 4-3-3 and that means Fernandinho and Silva can both go in the midfield which actually brings us to our next pick Bernardo which is Bernardo Silva, Silva. He, he played he played as a false nine pretty much against Dortmund yep. but I think he plays again and I think, uh, but this time is more of a midfielder. Yeah. And that's why I think, see, we're almost, from here it's almost the bench is the front three as Torres, Aguero, Sterling. Mm. I think they're the front three for City. All three didn't play against Dortmund. The only issue I have with Bernardo Silva playing is that Phil Foden, when Bernardo Silva usually plays in the midfield, Phil Foden plays on the right wing. And that's actually a usual combination pairing that Pep goes with. Mm-hmm. I do worry about Foden playing 90 minutes in Dortmund, though. So and I don't scored. think he'll play 90 minutes, and this is why I think we should move on to the front three, because you haven't included Gabriel Jesus. Who, who played 90 minutes against Leicester and came on he came, against yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, he did come on. He came on against Dortmund. Yeah. So, that's firstly, Sterling plays. Sterling starts, no doubt about it, against Leeds. Yeah. Fits, fits the criteria perfectly. I think Torres has every chance to play as well. Yeah. Torres. And that's why I'm not picking Foden. And then I think Aguero... The I, think Foden, I think Foden won't play. Personally, I don't think Foden will play. I don't think he will either. No. But I think Aguero will. I think Aguero will. Mm. Farewell to her. Yeah, and I think, he'll start, I think he'll start Gabriel Jesus in the second leg against Dortmund. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably fair, to be honest with you. And that's why Silva will play as well. Yeah. And then Mahrez won't play either. Like there's Mahrez no, won't there's play. no way Mahrez, Mahrez has been unbelievable play. this season. You'll save him for yeah, Dortmund. Hundred percent. And obviously De Bruyne won't play. Um, he actually uh, Pep's got this weird thing as well. When players score, they tend to get rested if they're not essential. Yeah, it's it's really weird. So well, that's probably why Mendy got rested. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so we'll go run back threes. Okay, we'll we'll go through the team and talk about which ones are fifty fifty. All right. So Edison, Cancelo, Laporte, Stones. And then it's either Mendy, Mendy or Sinchenko. Then we've got Gundogan, Fernandinho, Bernardo Silva, which we agree on. Yep. Torres, Aguero, Sterling, which we agree on. I would argue that Gabriel Jesus could play 60 minutes because he only played 30 minutes against Dortmund. Instead of who? 
Torres. Okay. And I think Torres could come on for the last 30 and then play the next leg. All right. I'm happy with that. Successful right. segment, somewhat. Successful segment. All right. All right, it's, we'll claim it. Mate, a bit, bit of in-depth. I like it. You yeah, know, no, it probably it brings good. back circa what we did season one. Ah, it's, a good, it's good. And um, I think people, st- if, if you're thinking right now, why the hell are these guys picking Man City's lineup? Like, how is this like a Premier League show? You'll understand when, talk- we, when we get seven players wrong. Let's You'll talk understand. about the relevance, actually, to the FPL community, which you're heavily involved in at the moment, okay, as per you. Yes. All right. So, the bit of context, the Pep Roulette actually destroys teams on the weekly because yeah. of the amount of rotation that Pep goes through, especially through his centre-backs. Because you're only allowed three Manchester City players, you can't really predict who's going to be in and out of each lineup. Mm-hmm. And like Damo said, only 50% of people, like people are only playing 50% game time on average, 50 point. 0.1%, yep. which means that if you're picking them in your fantasy team and especially fielding them as a marquee, you know, centre back or back player, then there's every chance that they're not going to, there's a 50% I, chance that they won't play. I think if you're picking, like, say, your De Bruyne's and your Diaz's who tend to play um, Premier League mostly, Diaz probably a little bit more, but let's just say you're picking Gundawan or Cancelo, you're getting two out of three games every time. Exactly. Which, because Man City is so good, you still pick them because what they're going to do in two games is more than what most players are going to do in three in terms of fantasy points. Do you get, do yeah. you get that? But it is risky and it is very infuriating. But yeah, that's, that's what Pep Roulette is. All right, to cap it off, play the Manchester Kid demo. It's brilliant. Yes, I am. Who do you think it is? A lookalike. Pep Guardiola. Yes. <laughs> so good. Love it. Enjoy Absolutely it. love it. Inject it. All right. Everyone hands down. It's time for the moneymaker segment. This is the thing that's actually, on a side note, it's probably the segment that's propped up the podcast for the best part of two years now. It's the reason why we rock up. It's the reason people click play. But it's the reason why we have the funds to operate at this podcast. Because to date, we have yielded zero dollars from this segment. <laughs> and that in itself proves that why we will only ever be a Premier League podcast and nothing more because we put all our money into fucking Damo Thomas. <laughs> Woody, quit giving this some beast intro and let, let the intro take it away. Show me the money. Alright, all right, so, so Woody, the thing is here, yeah? There's actually like I messaged uh, you know Sportsmate the app we're on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they've got this new thing go, go check us out on Sportsmate actually yeah, yeah, just download the app and then we're one of the featured podcasts there fantastic app actually we um they, they now show the sports they now show betting odds I'm not talking about I'm not going to say which uh, which company they show because they haven't replied to us so when they yeah, reply yeah, to yeah, us yeah. I'll tell them I'll tell people which company to bet through but yeah. a particular sports, sports a particular sports betting company. Mm. Um, get their odds put like on the front page now instead of like having to click in through the game, which is like you know really good for ga- responsible gambling. Clearly, anyway, um, <laughs> Come on, I, me- I messaged uh, sports above mate. the belt. I messaged I messaged sports mate and asking them to, to sponsor Damo's dollars. They haven't got back to me yet, but I'll let you know how it goes when they. They're when quite they... hard to get in, in touch with the old sports better owner. Yeah, you got to take the right channels, and you'll be alright. Anyway, yeah. let's do this. First up, boom. Chelsea win versus Crystal Palace at a dollar fifty. Now listen to this, yeah, Woody. Injection. Chelsea have won their last six meetings against Palace. None of the last nineteen meetings between these two teams have ended in a draw. 
Chelsea haven't lost away under Tuchel yet. And there's also reasonably fresh players as well. So Chelsea played Champions League during the week, and then yeah. obviously they played last week against West Brom. Chilwell, Alonso, Mount, Rudiger, Christensen, Werner all avoided playing 180 minutes, plus a few others, but I just picked out the few big dogs. That makes them reasonably fresh. I think they get a job done relatively easily over Crystal Palace. $1.50, great value. Next up, Manchester City versus Leeds. Now, sit, make sure you sing down for this. A draw at $5.50. We just spoke about you the... Fucking, you stu- <laughs> you just, we just talked about Pep's roulette. Exactly. <laughs> Did you hear the lineup we just put out? Mate, I'm telling you now, Leeds score in this one. They're going to put out a relatively weak defence. Do they still have Gunwan, Bernardo Silva, Aguero and Sterling in that lineup? I know, but I'm still convinced Jeez. Leeds get something out of this game. $5.50 a draw. They finished 1-1 earlier in the year. I reckon that there's <laughs> goals in this on one. Mate goals in this one absolutely especially if Diaz doesn't play if Ake plays as well Leeds are every chance to win that's what I'm saying okay Okay. so that's what I'm saying if Diaz doesn't play we're on next up so is this a pending leg no you can't though because there's there's a game that I'm about to talk about which starts which is played before the City game so if you want to put the multi on you have to do it well before you know the lineup. anyway next up Liverpool win versus Aston Villa these two teams actually have a pretty unique history. Um, I don't know, would you remember last season when Villa uh, destroyed Liverpool? 17. No, no, I'm talking about the 4-1 last year when Liverpool put oh, out yeah, a big yeah. team. And then pretty much the same thing happened, but the other way around this season. Yeah. Then, of course, Villa beat them 7-2. Uh, both Liverpool's league wins against them last season left it late. Mane scored a late last-second header at, uh, at Villa Park. And then uh, Liverpool won 2-0 at home last season. Took them to about the 73rd minute to, to score. So... It's going to be tight, and that's why I think there's a bit of value in Liverpool here. But given Madrid beat Liverpool 3-1 midweek, suddenly Klopp has to take this one seriously. Not that he wouldn't, but you get what I'm saying, where suddenly their best chance for Champions League qualification again comes through the league now. And so I think that's why you'll play the strongest lineup possible against Villa and beat Villa. So that's why $1.50, fantastic, fantastic value. Last one, mm. Fulham Versus Wolves, a draw. Now, last three meetings between these teams, 1-0, 1-0, 1-1. So we know it's going to be a tight contest. Fulham have become much more defensively sound since these meetings as well. Both these teams are in the bottom five for total goals scored, and both have conceded just 41 goals this season, which is equal second to Burnley out of the teams in the top ten. Mate. Inject it. Honestly, you can probably see this one finishing 0-0. Side note, if that happens, my FPL team is going to be laughing. Yeah. But if you're chasing chasing a correct score, go for the 0-0, I reckon. But this one, 100% a draw at $3. Fantastic value. Now, because I'm an idiot, I forgot to put the uh, odds at the bottom of the screen here. But I feel like you were just doing it for I'm me. currently right? doing it for currently you. Currently doing it. I believe off memory it's $38 odds. Am I correct? Uh, wait, hold the phone. Tell me, Woody, how much do, do we put $37.12. On? $37.12. Okay, so if you put 10 bucks on it, you win $370. However, we all know we're actually putting $1,000 on it, so we're winning $37,125 for the bank. Gamble responsibly. Gamble. <laughs> we. Alrighty, so... Can I, just, can I just say as well, in hindsight, we're looking at um, this, the way Liverpool lost 3-1 to Madrid... How about the amount of Salah-Ramos calls coming out? No Ramos in the team. You know, Madrid still won, win 3-1. Vinicius mm. put on a show. No Varane either. Salah scored. But, you know, I think... Mate, can Liverpool win, can Liverpool win anything this season, you reckon? I don't think they will. 
I think it's. I think that's it for them. I don't think. That... <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Woody, if they want to hit us up on the socials to find brilliant articles from people we've referenced in this show and other beautiful, beautiful pieces of content, where can they find us? <laughs> you can find us on Insta at Premier League Nightclub. You can uh, find us on TikTok at Premier League Nightclub as well. We're, we're sort of popping off at the moment. But Damon, where can you find us on Twitter and the rest? You can find us on Twitter at PL Nightclub. Just search Premier League Nightclub on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be there. As mentioned at the start of the episode, only the special guest episodes will be posted on YouTube at the moment. But of course, every other episode will be on the podcast app that you listen to us through make sure to subscribe follow and that pretty much wraps it up for me Woodrow take it away one last thing I want to talk about actually just mentioned we mentioned it during the pod but go chuck Anna underscore Woodbury a follow on Twitter because her work has given us the basis the platform to form the pepper roulette segment absolutely given made us sound smart mate she is a weapon a statistical whiz I can't I I, I, I want couldn't speak highly we'll be mates 100% yeah uh, fellowship of the podcast on that note Damo thank you everyone for listening tune in go follow us on the socials please subscribe like listen follow us please please we need it guys thank you so much for listening to the Premier League Nightclub thank you for booking we'll catch you in two weeks time with a very special guest ciao <laughs>